There, I can I can hear you again. That was on my end, though. Alfred. Hello. Al. Jacob. My goodness, we're going to have to... I can hear you. Things are... So, I have COVID. Apparently. I'm actually getting a work call I got to take. <laughs> can you give Go me ahead and take that. While I figure out... I want to also route this audio. We're live. I'm going to bring the music back in. For a second he's taking a work call he's taking a work call i literally have covid so joe is not here so i'm in charge of all of uh all of this oh yeah there it is welcome to jake v weekly really great so far so yes uh we have our friend al ludwig here to uh spend some time with me today because um i won't let joe come over because i don't want to get him and his family uh, sick. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, that, of course. We're also going to uh, uh, get all kinds of uh, updates on the, uh, the state of some current events here. And uh, and we're going to have some LaCroix while we do so. I've taken this opportunity. I've been mostly asymptomatic uh, with the COVID thus far. And I've been taking the opportunity to give up diet soda again. I kind of It's my poison. I kind of have that problem, so still got to have my bubbles. I got plenty of ice, and, you know, we're going to make do. I haven't left the house since Sunday morning, and I'm kind of freaking out. I'm kind of freaking out. Time is kind of blurring together, you know, um, but we shall overcome. So uh, Al Ludwig is available to be on with us uh today but we are going to get started oh so i tested positive on sunday i took a rapid test up the block 150 bucks cash only on site we're assuming thusly that my wife has it but surprisingly my brother-in-law does not he tested negative five days after i would have already have been exposed but i hadn't been tested yet and we would just assume he would have had it, but he tested negative, and he's uh, in the clear. So, because uh, I drove him to work last week. It's crazy. It's weird who gets it and who doesn't get it. No real symptoms. Originally thought some fatigue, but I think that not having the caffeine, I think that may have uh, attributed to some of that. I can't go anywhere. Haven't had my dogs in a car ride uh, this whole time. You know, that's my favorite thing. Work won't let me come back until after Martin Luther King Day, so that's going to be a long haul. Um, trying not to go crazy, go through a lot of LaCroix. Um, I keep forgetting I need to make a bathroom break, uh, intermission screen in OBS. Somebody has to remind me somebody or make me one for the love of God. Mm. Speaking of making things, 
I have a cousin who's a, who's a very talented animator and uh, illustrator, and uh, I asked her to make me this ridiculous picture of Anthony Fauci, and then she did, and so I tweeted it. And uh, you can find it on my Twitter link there at the top of the the stream. Um, you know what? I did have a Diet Pepsi last night. I just realized. I just realized I did have a Diet Pepsi last night, but that's not my thing. That's like, you know... Some people can kick hard drugs and still drink alcohol because it's so different to them or whatever. Um, I didn't have that experience. But, uh, you know, Diet Pepsi is not threatening my abstinence from Diet Coke. Diet Coke is the real enemy here. LaCroix in bulk. I think Al also subscribes to the LaCroix in bulk. But we get the um, I get 24 of these Mammer Jammers for like $8. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, I get like a, I get 12 lime, there's 6 lemon, the lemon is really good, and then 6 grapefruit for like eight fifty. so I order like 4 or 5 cases of that at a time, and that gets me through a couple days, and uh, saving a lot of money on the Diet Coke, and then I'm not eating the fast food that is always adjacent to the Diet Coke, so, um, you know, that's been a part of the whole thing, and uh, God is good. You know, uh, I'll raise that up in prayer. Oh, God. So one guy, yeah, one of my friends who tested positive alongside me because we were exposed at the same time in the same situation, um, he has symptoms. He has, like, a backache. He can't smell or taste anything. I can taste. I just had a whole Emo's pizza. I can taste. I'm fine. I'm quarantined until the 12th per the city and then through MLK Day for work, so... Uh, I'm hoping I don't lose my sense of taste because it's really all I have left is whatever I can kind of melt cheese on around the house to kind of uh, uh, get through. Capital was on lockdown. Al is uh, our uh, attorney friend who's also uh, an election observer uh, every election season. Uh, He's got uh, a few election years uh, of experience doing that. And so we had him on previously to talk about the election and whatnot. And so um, he reached out and as we were watching the news this week. And uh, so it's part of why we're meeting this evening. You know, uh, we were a couple of days late because of all the COVID stuff and all the catching up. Uh, you got to do there. So, you know. Um, we are going to talk about that. Uh we were just this week, or I think it was the 6th, that had been two days ago. Uh, the headline was, Pro-Trump protesters breach security in an attempt to halt or stall the Congress's review and validation of electoral votes. Later that evening, I believe they reconvened and were able to go ahead with that proceeding. A um, couple Trump staffers, including Betsy Davos, have, uh, have resigned citing the toxic rhetoric of the time. So this is really exhausting stuff here uh, that we've all been talking about for a couple of days. But just to put in your mind, if you're listening to this later, where in time this was recorded. I haven't even seen the latest. I've been down here in my dungeon uh, on my second playthrough of Cyberpunk 2077 on my new power machine PC 5000. Uh, doing the, the, I'm doing a female corpo playthrough now with some of the different choices that I made around the first time. I've just hit 200 hours. I don't really like that they track that, but especially being in quarantine, it's been kind of easy. 
fill some of those gaps. And there were some days where I really wasn't sleeping more than like six hours because there was gaming to be done. Oh, man. Last week, Joe and I talked about uh, the stock scam that we uh, we feel like uh, is kind of the new powerhouse uh, economic kind of trend that we've noticed. And I'll probably ask for Al's insight on this because he's a smart dude. And uh, that's kind of why I needed his backup this evening. Um, the... You know, NASDAQ hitting 30,000 for the first time, I think it was, recently. And I think it'd be arrogant to assume that we are historically um, wealthy and not actually riding this wave of cheap credit and companies that never post profits but always climb in value. I was on a Zoom happy hour this afternoon with some former colleagues, and we were talking about this. I think I probably brought it up. I don't think they brought it up. But that, like... Last week we were talking about, you know, companies like Netflix and Uber that constantly lose money or Sirius XM satellite radio who historically constantly lose money, but they're always kind of growing or surviving because they're kind of writing the promise of the investment in that, that future. You know what I mean? Like AM, FM radio didn't really disappear the way satellite insinuated it was going to. And then you're behind a paywall. So as a creator, as a broadcaster, I, I would imagine it'd be nice to be on one of those platforms where you can move beyond a paywall, but I don't know, that's assuming a lot. That's assuming a lot of money is going to be following you there, I guess. So uh, we want to get Al's uh, take on that. We're going to talk to Al about uh, me and my wife want to move to Wyoming. I'm sure you've all been seeing the Kanye West, Jeffree Star TikTok drama that apparently is... Uh, nothing, just rumor mill, but a lot of famous people are buying up places in Wyoming. There's like half a million people that live in Wyoming. Kanye West, Jeffree Star, John Mayer. We were just talking to some friends of ours. We want to rescue elderly dogs on our ranch, our big uh, uh, palatial rural estate in Wyoming. We want a pig, probably two. I really don't want the pig to be the only pig. And then it feels like it doesn't belong. So I'd want to have probably two pigs. Litter mates if I can get them. I'd really love a cow. Any kind of cow. But maybe like a small, like one of those like Irish cows. You know what I mean? Like the Kerrygold butter cows. That would be so fun. But I would I would love any cow equally. And my wife loves cows. Definitely some goats. Again, I love the idea of having a goat, a small goat around. But I also don't want the goat to be the only goat. He's going to feel weird about being the only goat. So a couple of goats, I think, would be the estimate. She can maintain her position remotely. Now she, you know, we were talking about, well, what would I do? What are you going to do to make money while we're on our ranch after I'm done feeding all these animals every day? Because you know how mature that's going to be. But, you know, RuPaul has a ranch in Wyoming. And she leases out land for fracking. There's RuPaul's land, her her uh, estate there in Wyoming, big open space. And there's extra space. And so why not lease out some of that space for actual fracking? So that's happening. That's happening there. I am going to switch my headphones over so that I can really receive Alfred to his uh, his fullest need. 
I I'm here. I'm back. Sorry, the law never sleeps, apparently. Also, I had wicked hiccups when I first got on, so I couldn't even talk. No, I'm glad. I'm to. glad. You know what? Because I got a lot of my notes and stuff kind of out of the way. Um, just you know, kind of housekeeping stuff around here. So, oh, that reminds me, I need to copy and paste. I can't tell if you're frozen or just ignoring me. Oh, can you not hear me? Let me go over there. I'm going over there. I'm going over there. This is what happens. When you're doing your own I, thing. I can hear you now. You can hear me now? I think you're on, I'm, you're on a... We're, we're on some weird delay. Can Are you hearing me respond to I you hear you just time? fine. You sound I, great. You're like not moving. No, I, why would I move? Where would I go? Do you want me to wave my hands? Oh, let me look at that. Um, no, you said something about... I'll go over here. How many fingers am I holding up? Two. Okay. Okay. It felt like for a minute where I was on like a 10 second time delay. Jesus. Okay. What about now? So anyway, sorry about that, man, man. You, this is, you really can't hear me. Can you, are we recording now? Should we, should we, Bro, should we, we are so live. We have intro? been live. I feel like you can't it's, hear I, me. You, I think we have a bad connection or something. Brother, get out of my, get out of my fucking zoom and come back into my zoom. You are fucking up my vibe. I'm coming back. Get out of my fucking Zoom. That was crazy. You know, like when people are trying to gaslight you? Watch this. Watch this shit. This is going to be wild. Watch this. This is going to be great. Okay, it could be me. Does this feel better? Man, I Maybe don't... let's try it without video. Well, I just, yeah, I don't need you to it... see me. I don't need to see you. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how to get where I need to get though. Like, where am I in the window now? Well, so like we we, we oh here we, we go. We fucked up your flow. Like, no, no, no. The flow was. I mean, you took a. You, I you know your your call didn't help. No, this, is, this is good. It, We're good. We're good. Everything's great. So we, is this the real start now? Like, you're gonna cut. We've that, been right? on. No, we've been. It's live. I've been live for forty seven minutes, Alfred. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. No, they're good. No, they're good. This is great. So we were just getting warmed up on kind of some of the stuff that really I had a preview going for most of that 47 minutes of just letting people know that the stream was coming. So uh, don't get upset. You can hear me. I, I strongly recommend you cut out. Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Uh, I, I strongly recommend you cut out like 38 of that 47 minutes, if not. Well, no, in the, the, the recording won't be that long. The recording won't be that long. Just the live stream has been intact for that long. Oh, people are actually watching you? Honey. Does that mean we need to be back on video? No, no, no. I just took you uh, off the I, thing. I'll put it back on video. Uh, I kept my video off, and you know what? That may be fine, because I could just pop you down here in the corner. And now I got you on my well, I don't want to be the only one on video. That's not, no, no, no. not going to work for me. No, they it's, can it's, see. It's all or nothing, baby. They can see me, and they can see you. You want to be able to see me now? I, well, if, 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 if I get seen, you get seen. I do like looking at you, Jake. You are yeah. an attractive man. You can see me now. I mean, I did just assume your gender, but this is just I thought I knew it. This is some boomer bullshit right here. It actually did feel like it degraded really bad when when you were on video. Yeah. Okay. So I just like, turned my video back off. Yeah, the sound is better. Okay, I'm gonna video. leave my video off. You have to get over it. 
You can turn your video on, though. It seemed like it was fine when it was yours. No, I'm good. You just see the giant horse fly flying around my office. Oh, God. You're right. We should cut all of this out. <laughs> I mean, I did a lot of talking. What, I was me really taking a work call. I was really, that's really not, good. Not, I was talking that whole gold. time you were gone. So listen, Alfred, we were talking about the Capitol being on lockdown a couple days ago. Um, yeah, because holy shit. Yeah. So legally speaking, can you just set me up like what? Like, what is the significance to the average citizen? Go ahead and explain. And pl- you can turn your video on if you want. I, like I said, it's all or nothing, baby. It's you. Okay, I, 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 I'm not worth looking at. Yeah. But um, I'm going to throw this. To Mac, answer your actual question. I'm going to throw my Mac in the goddamn river is what I'm going to do. I bought this whole PC because that Mac can't handle streaming a video. Yeah, why are you using your Mac? I'm using my, my fucking Booyah rig. No, well, here's the I thing. Got. The Mac is piped into my pc like um i have a video switcher so i can switch between my different cameras and one of those camera inputs is actually an output from my max video card you have another do you have another well what's your mic what's your mic plugged into is it plugged my into mic is plugged mic? into the mixer which is being um controlled and recorded in the little behind the scenes here folks uh which is being recorded into the mac but it's also being controlled by the PC via Ethernet so I can control the levels and stuff. And then it's right, also being right. fed analog into one of the inputs in my video thing. So it's automatically synchronized to my video stream. And so that's the same rig I use for streaming when I'm gaming down here and stuff. And it's no problem for my new PC, but but the Mac was really not having it. I feel like it just degraded really badly. I didn't. I was just talking. Did it? Did, am I on a delay? Mm. I feel. I feel like Zoom just kicked me back like ten seconds. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't know if you were on a delay. Am I? Am I? Am I? Are you hearing me live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to tell. I don't know what's real. Yeah. It's. It's. It's all. It's all a mystery. So. Anyway, Jake. Audio visual problems aside, you asked a real question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about before while you were on your call there, we were talking here about um, just the significance of this week, and we were talking about how that was when the uh, you know the Capitol got stormed, and that was one of the things we wanted to talk about today. Just and so, just in your um, perspective, sort of the significance of that to average people. Well. Uh, I mean, it's it's something that hasn't been done by anyone, certainly since 1814, when the British burned Washington. So that's in and of itself significant, right? I mean, think about the spectacle of individuals, individuals running, running the, the, the Confederate, Confederate flag, flag through, through the halls, the halls of, Congress. of Congress. I mean, that's I mean, the thing, thing we just witnessed, witnessed yesterday. yesterday. That's, that's the thing, thing that happened. happened. And, and I, I can't I imagine... imagine what, what I, would I would have thought, thought had you had told, you told me, this me this would happen, happen at the end of Donald Trump's presidency, except maybe, maybe I would have said, said of course, course that's, that's, that's going to happen. happen. Um, um, but 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 there's there's, there's a couple there's things, things that I I, I, I think, think are worth unpacking in, in the in whole, whole event. event. So number, so number one, one, you had, you had the, president the president of the United States, States starting, starting this event with a rally in which he effectively said, "March down to the Capitol and fight." 
I'll be, I'll right, be right there, there with, you. with you. After, After which he promptly, promptly got, got into his car, into his car and, went, and went, you know, hidden in his tent, tent or whatever, whatever it, was, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't dead. dead. But, but within, within a span, a span of, minutes, of minutes, thousands, thousands of, people of people then did, did that. that. And there was functionally no, you know, police presence that was warranted around the expected levels of crowds that you had there. So at the same time, all of this was very predictable. It seems like the law enforcement apparatus didn't predict it or willfully failed to prepare for it. It's one of those two things. We were learning that that when the Capitol Police requested, you know, help through the various government apparatuses, you know, not only were they denied, but they were denied repeatedly, as was the Maryland National Guard, at least denied the, the right to the ability to come in and, and assist with the situation. We're also learning that apparently the president ordered that the Capitol Police not engage with the protesters unless authorized specifically by the, the head of the, the Department of Homeland Security, who had been who had to, who had told them not to do so. So you had an underprepared police force that was specifically ordered not to engage with any protesters. I'm using scare quotes when I say protesters here, um, who were, you know, some of whom appear to have at a minimum rolled over for the protesters, if not actively collaborated with them. You know, in the ensuing chaos, you know, the halls of Congress were invaded, shut down, shit was smeared on the walls, you know, people pissed on Nancy Pelosi's desk, uh, you know, broke a bunch of windows, tore up a bunch of, you know, tore down a, a, a couple memorials, you know, did whatever it was that they did, you know, walked in with zip ties, uh, prepared to assault, I guess, whoever it was that they would find. Um, you know, Mike Pence and his family are trapped in, in, in the Capitol with this raging mob going around. There's an inadequate police force. One police officer died in the, in the, in, you know, in the aftermath of this, this attack, this, this insurrection is the only word you can use for it. So what does that mean to us? I mean, a lot of things and maybe nothing in, in that, you know, all of this was sadly predictable. I, as shocked as I am by it, I'm not at all surprised. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. Like, of course this happened. They said they were going to do it. Donald Trump told them to do it and they did it. And it's, you know, anyone who didn't see it coming had their, their fingers in their ears and, or, you know, their, their head in the sand or, or just wanted to believe something that wasn't true. But to get to the very legal points, I mean, there's, there's any number of federal crimes that were committed, but I think it's important that at least one of them is textbook federal sedition. And I was going to do some research on this, but I got tied up at work. So unfortunately that wasn't the legal research I was able to do today, but there was, there is like people who throw around sedition a lot, right? Like it's a word that you hear all the time. This is actually legally sedition, which is, so, you know, can you explain um, for, for me and, and I know for my listeners um, what that word means. Well, there's, I, I had the statute up in front of me a couple days ago, and I, I meant to. You like know, we said, like statutes on this show. This is a show <laughs> of statutes. The the element of the statute that I was I, I focused on when I was looking at it the other day was it, it, it's functionally to you know it's 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 things like waging war against the government, um, or you know committing unrest with an attempt to shut down or impede the actions of government. There is zero question. It's on tape that these people went in, they came out screaming and cheering. We shut it down. 
this is that is that is uh, you know the federal sedition statute that is literally what it says is you know waging war a functionally waging war against the government of the united states um which i would also suggest uh the constitution the 14th amendment of the constitution says anyone who does that is ineligible to sit in any office state or federal um without the approval in that individualized case of two-thirds of both houses of congress and we find out that at least six state legislators were involved in the invasion of the federal capital. So, you know, what do you call this uh, other than an insurrection? You know, this is this is rebellion. It's it's insurrection. It's it's treason. It's sedition. It's all of those things. I mean, these... so, and sedition means. I mean, it, it literally means, among other things taking physical action to impede the actions to impede the functioning of the government the lawful functioning of the government right and you know regardless of what you think happened in the election there is no question but that the con congressional hearings to you know meet their constitutional duty to certify the elections or not as the case may be was a legally was a legal function of this government so you know these people actively on tape you know in their own words committed sedition Period. Donald and Trump personally suborned that sedition. Mm. Our, the president of the United States personally incited a mob to commit sedition against the government of the United States. And I totally am with you. Can we, for the record, can you remind us uh, it kind of what he said when he when he said the things that that did that? Well, and I'll confess to have have read the quotes and not have listened to whatever speech he gave. It's hard for, hard for me to listen to him. But my understanding is the words were something to the effect of march to the Capitol and fight. I'll be the, I'll stand there with you. You know, like I said, after which he promptly waltzed off in his limo. And, you know, there are people that I'm aware of that not that I know personally, but people that I'm aware of that went there for rallies this week. Like there's this crazy lady I see on TikTok and stuff that, um, like sells hoodies and she's all like still Trump 2020 and like the election was rigged and Trump's actually going to be the president again or something. And so these are the kind of people that are usually just selling hoodies on Instagram and shit. You know what and I mean? And that's a perfectly legal activity with which we have no problem. But then they actually went to Washington, dude. Well, let, let me be clear about this though the rally the rally itself going and you hear the president rant and rave about you know how the election was stolen from him how it was rigged perfectly legal protected by the first amendment you know absolutely it's legal for him to say that it's legal for it, it's it's irresponsible for him to say that it was it was it's a lie but it's not you know it's not a, at least in terms as i understand it and a violation of any law you know the first amendment certainly pr protects the freedom of assembly you know, to the extent it's not an unlawful assembly and that's, you know, it depends on the location. But my understanding, based on very little, frankly, is <laughs> that, you know, the, 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 the gathering itself, perfectly legal. They could go up, they can go up to the steps of the Capitol and chant and yell at Congress. That's perfectly legal. That is that no, no issue there. Cracking windows, knocking policemen on the head to break into the halls of Congress and shit on the floor. Well, you've crossed the line. At did that somebody, point, did somebody really shit on the floor? I don't know if they shit on the floor or they they wiped it on the walls, but they definitely there was definitely feces involved. There was in feces in the there capital. There was feces in the capital. Burn in, it in down the, in the in the chapel of our democracy. Burn, I don't. Okay, 
listen, I don't know about chapel. I don't know what, what you call it. Can you look up the word chapel for me? It means church, I think. <laughs> and church means like a place of worship. Right. Well, I, I'm 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 googling the definition of chapel. Yeah, that's really what I'm asking you. To okay, do. it's it's bigger than a chapel. A chapel is a small building. Let's see, so it's more of a temple to democracy. And if you will. so, and a temple is that like a structure that you think is dedicated in some way to a thing? I think it depends on what creed you ascribe to. Whether a dedication is strictly necessary, but typically, yes, um, most of the churches, temples, synagogues that I'm aware of are dedicated by uh, some form of clergy in that given religion. Um, yeah. and, and you could argue, you know, that, that, you know, this is, this was similarly, I'm sure it was a dedicated building when it was built. You know, the dome was, the cupola was built during the civil war. Lincoln was told to stop building it. And he said, no, this is too important symbolically for our democracy, for the unity of our country. We need to have this completed. I'm not going to stop doing it. I mean, all the history, bad things have happened there. This isn't the first. I mean, it, it was a, a Senator was almost beaten to death in the 1850s on the floor of the Senate. By um, who? Who almost beat who? Who beat that man? I, I forget the name of the gentleman, the 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 representative, the U.S. representative at the time, who beat him about the head and neck with a cane. About, and, about, and on, um, and 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 you gave him permanent injuries. Oh my Jesus! Dealt with late, for the rest of his life. Oh and then my was, God! He was censured and then returned by his slaveholding con- constituency back to the halls of Congress. Um, Lord, right? Well. I mean, so it's not like there. It's unprecedented that you know everything that happens in the capital is good, but you know this is this is unprecedented. It's it's beyond the pale. If you care about the rule of law, if you care about order, if you care about you know the any de- democratic values in this country, but I think the thing to me that's personally most striking is, and and I'm hardly the first to make have this hot take on things. But it's the disparity with which this crowd has been treated every time they do this, because this is like the seventh or eighth capital they've invaded with guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you're so it's safe to say these are similar folk that occupied that um, conservation. Michigan. W- well, whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I think the Bundys actually came out against Trump. So you know, in fairness, uh, you know, maybe there's a split within the Bundy clan. But I'm thinking more of the Michigan occup- occupations earlier this summer during some of the lockdowns uh, in Washington and Oregon went through some similar things where, you know, these right-wing militia groups effectively came and stormed the Capitol buildings of their state houses. Um, but it's the same people. I mean, you may have had some of the same people in those exact protests, if you want to call them that, those, those insurrections, um, you know, acting here. But what was most striking is, you know, there, there's clearly a premeditation at high levels of the government to defang the police presence that was at the Capitol to allow this to happen. But even so the deference with which these insurrectionists, this mob of extremists, let's call them terrorists because it's what they are, were treated compared to when black people marched down the streets of Washington asking to not be killed by police. You've seen the pictures we all have of, of the armed, you know, they look like freaking steel seal team six, except there's 300 of them lined up on the steps of the Capitol based on the auspices of you know black people having the audacity to ask not to be shot in the back and you have this mob of you know middle-aged white morons come and smash the windows and they let them in i mean they take selfies with them that really happened 
know, some of them, some of them fought, but they were clearly not the, you know, they were not a unified force. I, and my favorite meme of this thing is, you know, those of you who, you know, ask where the cops were while this was happening, probably ask where, you know, why, where's Hannah Montana or where's Miley when Hannah Montana Right, is. right, 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 right. It's yeah. exactly right. Because. So when you say church, you mean. <laughs> You're stuck on this. I'm fucking with you. I'm, I'm hardly the first one to make the comparison of a religious institution or a religious building to the Capitol building. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's a propos. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of irons in the fire. I'm producing this show on my own here. <laughs> I'm I trying hear to put, I hear I'm putting You up. want me to just ramble? I can do that. No, you're doing a great job. This is exactly the kind of stuff that I needed from you because I've been kind of out of the loop. Because as I was telling our guests before you got with us that, uh, you know, I... Um, I'm on my second playthrough of Cyberpunk. I'm doing a different backstory now. Are you literally playing Cyberpunk as we're doing this podcast? No, no, no. I'm not playing it right now. But, I, you know, I play uh, a lot. And there's no windows in here. There's one window, but there's a window unit in it. So I mean, you're no... looking at mine. I, I feel your pain. Yeah, so I, it's like a casino. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I could be anywhere right now. Yeah. it's I, I'm in the attic, not the basement. But it's a very similar. I mean, this is now my, this is my work office. It's my sometimes bedroom. Yeah, I've been working. Yeah, I was working down here all day. Um, it's Corona for you, right there. Yeah. By the way, this week's beer, Pipeworks. Beer of the week, Pipeworks <laughs> Pilsner, baby. Premiums. Where's that from? Uh, I believe it's Chicago beer. Yep. It's. Um, I'm looking for the actual brewery. Oh, it is Pipeworks. Yeah, Pipeworks in Chicago. Beautiful. So. You know what? 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 There's a couple things that are striking. I mean, this is a watershed moment where it's the first time more Republicans than not have decided to say things that aren't exactly nice about the president, which is about as far as they're ever going to go. But sure. there's a real divide in the Republican Party all of a sudden between those that are just all in on sedition that just looked at this and said yes. This is awesome. We keep going with this. This is what America is supposed to be. And those that, on the other hand, said, really, this isn't what we wanted. We just wanted to play at this game to keep power and, you know, give, you know, let, let, continue the money trough to already rich people. You know, that, and, and I think the majority of Republicans fall into that second category of, you know, this is they see the writing on the wall that this is not good for business at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And ultimately the business, you know, they're thinking of is their own power. But, you know, when the mob, when, when mob rule takes over, they're going to be against the wall like the rest of us. So I think there's a recognition in the Republican party that this is the, the destruction of all order and civilization actually will take most of them down. There's some of them that hope to reap the whirlwind in the, in the words of Alexander Hamilton, you know, that want to unleash it to ride it. But most of them, or at least a majority of them see that this cannot be sustained and that they, they have to now play act as though they never had anything to do with it. Or at least that, that this is, this is never what they meant. And they never saw this coming, even though literally everybody saw it coming from a mile away. Well, and that's the thing It's because it was so shocking but not surprising. Mm -hmm. And there's a, you know what I mean? And it's, 
it's not often that you have a time where you have to draw a line between those two things specifically. Because usually if it's surprising, it's going to be shocking. Or if it's shocking, it's going to be surprising. But is it it's, surprising because of the uh, because we just didn't think it was possible to get that out of hand? I think what was, if anything was a surprise, it was the law enforcement reaction or non-reaction. Lack, lack thereof, yeah. I mean, which, again, I wasn't surprised by because I watched it happen in Michigan. I watched it happen in Washington. I watched it happen in Oregon. You saw it happen in Kenosha where this kid murdered someone on the street and walked by the cops and they didn't even question it. Dude, you know what? I went to go check on Alex Jones the other day, you know, because I love crazy. And uh, <laughs> he was on the phone with... Mama Rittenhouse. No, with his mother. With his mom, who is as big a piece of shit as anyone. And not very eloquent. And uh, and (laughs) shocking. They're raising money for his legal defense because it was all self-defense. And that's when I was like, oh, now I get why my wife doesn't think it's funny. Like, I think people like Alex Jones are funny. Um, and uh, my wife can't enjoy it. And Alex Jones called the uh, toddlers that got murdered at crisis actors. I mean, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's out. and that's you know where where it goes really when you go down the pipeline um, with him. Um, well, so, there's another thread we should explore though because you've seen it, I've seen it. People saying immediately with no evidence, oh, Antifa was behind this. This wasn't the Trump supporters who said they were going to go and support Trump and burn down the Capitol building and lynch Nancy Pelosi on the front lines and that Trump said, please do this and that we're there and that had Trump flags. This must and can only be a left-wing element that, that must have infiltrated and because our people can't act that way, it, it must have been Antifa. And I, they, they, they hinged on the fact that some of us, I was one of them, during some of the Black Lives Matter protests this summer, pointed out the fact, fact, verifiable and verified, that there were, in fact, right-wing crisis actors going along with the Black Lives Matter protests, breaking windows and burning shit. Not to say that they were the only ones who were breaking windows and burning shit, but that they were definitely there. The Boogaloo Boys were there trying to start a conflict. So because... The Boogaloo Boys? The Boogaloo Boys. You're familiar with the Boogaloo Boys. No, I'm not. Are you serious? No, No relation. It's a 4chan thing, right? Like you know what 4chan is. That's where the real toxicity is. That's where well, the real it's venom. It's 8chan is. now, but yeah. Or it's like 8 con or yeah, yeah, 8chan's something. been shut down. See, I I was an original something awful goon back before 4chan was a thing when Oh, when... well, I was a juggalo once, so <laughs> I get it. But it, it's something awful. Hey, it's a Jeep it thing. They kicked the channers out because they were assholes. So I felt okay about it. But it's 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 civil war two electric boogaloo is it became the joke it's these motherfuckers wearing the uh hawaiian shirts because they think it's hilarious and you know they they there there's a couple elements of this some of them are just straight up anarchists that want to burn everything down really aren't right wingers they just want to start a bunch of shit because they're failures in life and want to destroy civilization because they figure can't be any worse for them than it already is now here's the thing how big of the population is that portion I have no idea. I mean, it's it's big enough that it's a thing, but the internet amplifies a lot of very fringe groups with very small here's populations. The thing. There was this guy that I used to know just from the music scene. He used to pop up at shows and guitar shops and stuff, 
and that I would be at, and you know, we talk, and I'm not gonna say his name. We'll call him Mike. And uh, and I, you know, I thought Mike was a goofy dude, but I never really spent time talking to him because he wasn't a a young lady, and that was more my priority at the time. <laughs> And uh, but he was really talented guy, very gifted musician. And then years later, you know, we're still kind of in the same scene and I see him around, but never really talk to him. And he turns into like a total proud boy, like flashing the OK sign as a white supremacist thing. And like like he adapted, like he he identified as a Western chauvinist. Yeah, that, that, that's some bullshit. I remember when that first came out. That thing. So he was one of those guys. And I was like, right. What? Well, the Proud Boys are, I think the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys, I think, are distinct groups. The Proud Boys are just straight up fascist, white supremacist racists. I mean, they are, they are the Nazi youth. They're not even that young. So they're just, they're, they're, they're the brown shirts, right? Like they're the expendable thug core of the Nazi uh, or, or order who is willing to go and do violence. And that's all they care about. They, 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 you look at this opportunistically, again, because they're utter failures in life. That they they only they the only pleasure they can derive is from inflicting pain on others. So this now, is an opportunity to how, do that. My thing is, how does Trump know about those guys? Trump is you you Trump is a moron. Okay, he is a, a singularly untalented, stupid. All right, all right. I, there's, all so right, many, all right. there's so many. There's so many words I can use. I'm saying that's, that because that's where I'm, the question comes from is how does he know about? I'm these about guys? to say he has a superpower. And he knows how to read the weakness in people and he knows how to exploit it. And he knows how to bring out people's insecurities in a way that is, he can manipulate. He has always been adept at reading the room and bullying people who could be bullied. It's why he hates people who can't. He doesn't want anyone who isn't useful to him to be a part of his life. He has no use for friends. He has no relationships in his life. He has, you know, tools that he can use because he knows how to twist the right nerves with the right people. And he's, it's a superpower. I'm telling you, it's, it's the one thing he's good at. He knows how to read the room. He read the room in America in 2015. He saw the, the, the huddled, you know, call, y'all use Hillary Clinton's word, the deplorables. He saw what they wanted and what they wanted was to hurt other people. And he, he, he the, the cruelty is the point. It always has been the point. And it's a sad. It's sad how many people in this country have really thrown away all values and all conviction that they have in anything because they're on board with making sure someone else hurts. So, and I totally, I totally echo a lot of those sentiments with you. That's totally how I feel. But I was also under uncovering in my conversation with some former colleagues today that there are people that voted for Trump twice because they're single issue pro life voters. And so, what do you tell those people? Because uh, well, those are not the those are <laughs> a rabbit hole. You want to go down this one? Yeah, I do. I do, baby. Okay. We got time. We're live, honey, girl. Right. No, so but All listen right. to me. Is um uh how so we know that the people that are assuming that they're genuine in their intention, we are assuming the people that storm the Capitol are the kind of aggressive uh anarchist outsider types that you're talking about that maybe were engaged by some of this coincidentally yeah. right wing rhetoric this time. And I don't mean to paint every Trump voter, certainly, or even every Trump supporter as that. That is a that is a, a that is a component of Trump's support, but it is by no means every Republican voter. You know, like there's there's a lot of reasons people voted for Trump or against the Democrats that don't have anything to do with that. 
and you know some of them have some validity to them um in more 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 in other years than when trump was on the ballot but you you asked an intriguing question about single issue voters and that single issue being abortion yeah the fact is in 1968 on the sort of cusp of you know it's not fair to say the eve of the civil rights movement the civil rights movement was in full swing by this point but it was in the, it was the eve of a lot of changes that had been derived by or or sought by the civil rights movement that were accomplished by the civil rights movement in, in the way that society treated ra- the racial relations in this country there was there was there were surveys taken and there were there's a lot of scholarship on the right wing the the very very right wing is not the right word the very the fundamentalist christian attitude in the baptist church and other churches like like it at the time as to abortion and you have a lot of church leaders a lot of church scholars in the very 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 conservative theological circles saying things like uh, life does not exist until the child is born abortion is was not an issue it was it was it was not a thing that was on anyone's radar from a religious standpoint from a pro-life standpoint which you hear now that evolved from 1968 very quickly in concert with the when it became unacceptable to be a segregationist so segregationism which was the you know rump of slavery and 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 advocating for slavery became the pro-life movement because it was an easy dog whistle to say i am in support of punishing certain people who engage in certain activities that the war on drugs is the other aspect of this that came out of that when it was became unfashionable or really un just unworkable to punish people based on their race and their political views around race you know as a matter of criminal sanction or as vigilante uh you know hostility and and, and, and violence w- those groups turned to the war on drugs and they turn to the the pro-life movement against abortion. And so is that all malicious? I know the common rhetoric is that a lot of that energy is, well, we want to have a safe place for our children to grow up, blah, blah, blah. But what's the there's no way that they go to the extent that they do for that. I mean, to how much credit do you give to people that say that it's to fuel this economy of um prisons and and you know the war on drugs specifically yeah, yeah sure i mean it's all about it that's what it's all about and but it was but nixon atwater admitted in in the 70s admitted the war on drugs was about racial discrimination was about using another means to target you know black people and hippies essentially you, know, you couldn't make being black illegal anymore so you make something illegal that you can tar- you know, target black people for because a lot of people are doing it. A lot of people smoke marijuana. A lot of people still smoke Cannabis, marijuana. please. Fair enough. Marijuana is the – that's not PC. But you look, look at, look at the, the way a white kid is treated who gets caught with dope versus a black kid. I mean it's, you know, it's life ruining for a black child, especially one who's perhaps in poverty and can't afford a good lawyer. A white kid who's middle class, not even wealthy – you know, has access to lawyers, maybe not the best lawyers, but good enough lawyers to get them probation, to keep your nose clean, kid, and, you know, go to college and do the right thing, and you'll be right. The black kid never gets a chance, right? And that was the way it was designed. That was the way it was designed from day one, 
Atwater admitted this. You couldn't say the N-word anymore. You, 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 you started saying urban. And, you know, you evolve this into the war on drugs. And, you know, then <laughs> this economy grows up around it where you have, you know, the private prison economy, the prison guards union. You have powerful lobbies with a lot of money at stake, a lot of federal money, our taxpayer dollars going into this economy of imprisoning our own people for nonviolent offenses. And suddenly you've got vested economic interests in this entire war on drugs. So it was sort of a self-perpetuating spiral at that point. But I don't think the economic reasons were the cause. I think they became a perpetuating factor. But back to abortion. Abortion is a very, it's a very brilliant tactic in a lot of ways. Because how easy is it to say killing babies is wrong? How hard is it? How nuanced do you have to be to get to a point where it's like it's okay to kill a baby? Even right. though, like, we're not really killing a baby, but we have to explain that, right? Like, it's a very hard thing you have to talk around, and it's not that we want. Well, and the and I think a lot of us is worse than having them. And I think a lot of us would agree that um, that conversation is important to know where exactly those lines are drawn and exactly um, how to keep those things safe and appropriate. And uh, you know, I think the goal is to be. Uh, legal and safe and rare right well that's exactly right and and the statistics prove out that legalized abortion you know coupled particularly with birth control um robust birth control measures in the public sphere you know reduce abortions way more than making it illegal does no i don't think anyone can debate that and and and, you know but but keep in mind some of the same people who are pro-life also are anti-contraception well, and can yeah. we talk about this, too? Why still do we have schools here in the very St. Louis metro area that have abstinence-only sex education through high school? <coughs> it, I, why is that still even legal? Or should it be? I mean, because I'm to the point where I don't want the state to tell people what to teach their kids necessarily, but also, like, we're just... We're just letting all these um, young people just reproduce unknowingly and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it, well, I mean, abstinence only, it does work. You won't get pregnant if you don't have sex. If that's, um, the, if that's the strategy. But, I mean, how often do those <laughs> programs in a public school work for their population? Absolute failures and abject and documented and, uh, time and time again. We all know this doesn't work, right? Anybody who looks yeah. at it with a momentary critical eye knows that this is a failed program and it will never succeed because human nature is what it is. So, I mean, I have my theories about why, what, what's really behind the absence only program. I mean, let's, let's, let's stipulate now that there are some truly zealous call them religious people that really believe that, you know, causing, (laughs) allowing other people to sin is the worst thing that they can do uh, for whatever reason. And that using the power of the state to punish people who sin is the right thing to do. That they believe this with the bottom of their heart. Uh, I, I won't get into why I think that's a sick and diseased both theology and philosophy, but suffice it to say that I disagree with it. Um, and, and, but you're not, gonna con- you're not gonna negotiate someone out of that position. So someone who's a true believer, it's we 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 have fundamentally different worldviews, and I don't I don't believe that the apparatus of the state or the power of the law should be used to to support their worldview, and I'll do everything I can to oppose. And I think many people feel the way I do about that. 
then then there's the cynics and there's a lot of them and i think the republican party and i don't mean the voter voters here i mean the politicians is probably the, the, like the republican establishment right is probably 80 percent cynics you know maybe maybe 70 percent. maybe there's 30 percent zealots and 80 percent cynics um or 70 percent cynics my math is bad but you know what, what drives those cynics what's the what's what's the what's the thing there's two two motivators and they're really the same motivator just different means to it you know one is money and the other is power political power specifically money is power um but you know they view this as a way to control or to harness the population much the same way that donald trump views what he's doing as a means to harness the power of the populist movement that wants to overthrow a democratically elected government and put in place a fascist monarchy with donald trump at the at a tet you know this is this it's all this is about it's about a a a, a you know bullet train to power for them and it's a way that they found nixon identified this in the southern strategy he didn't necessarily you know he wasn't not not racist but racism wasn't his thing he did it because it was politically expedient it was a means to grab power and to grab support of a, a very racist population and, 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 and to say that that's not true today is to ignore reality there's still a very racist population it's not everywhere and oh even places that are racist have people who aren't racist it's, in them it's not everywhere but it's a good 30 minute drive from anywhere that's a good way of saying it i mean and, and there's been this real rural urban divide that's crystallized in the last 10 15 years and help me with way. that please help me with that because again i get questions a big part of my motivation for the show is to um kind of try to be fun and funny but also to you shouldn't uh, have me on <laughs> no well no no but also to have um conversations that i would usually have at the heavy anchor for example uh waiting to play that night or something but we haven't been able to do that right so like that's usually when i get this kind of information so i get questions about stuff like this and i don't always know the answer so what is that divide because uh, i i feel like it's always kind of been a thing because i have cousins that have grown up uh, in a very rural environment and then we've always compared to them being more of a urban suburban environment kind of family so what is that where does that divide originate and why is it significant well i mean there's always been the town and the, the, the city mouse and the country mouse right i mean it's it's that's not a new thing is that all. a book are you kidding how old are you the kids can't read alfred i don't know if you've read the papers I, I actually, I, I, re I read my kids' books on an iPad now. It's like, it's, it's all on, on Kindle. Listen, don't get me started. <laughs> it, it, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's always been this, you know, the, the farm versus the city. Like, that's that's always been a thing. And the cities, you know, are bigger than they've ever been, even though they're not as big as they used to be in some ways. They're also bigger. Um, they're, you know, St. Louis as an entity is now, spans four counties. You know, you had a similar population, you know, on a proportionate basis in 1904 that was in the city limits, what's now the city limits. Um, so, you know, which that, is that, like 800,000 people now. I it's what well, in the city limits now yeah. it's like three fifty. Oh, okay. I, I knew the shape of it in my brain. I couldn't remember if that shape was a three or an eight, you it's know, like low. when it's kind of I mean, far it's, away, it's kind of shockingly low. Like how, yeah. how few people actually live in the city here because um, I feel like it's crowded over here. These bitches always parking in front of my house and there's somebody what is that, more dense. There is somebody with a nice old Chevy van, like I would love, like with the windows and the curtains in the back. I but, still haven't seen your house. But it's got, um, because COVID, baby, we were supposed to have lunch that we could shut down. And um, Southwest Diner. This guy has his van, 
and he parks it in front of my house, and I think he sleeps in it. He's got an Alicia's Pizza thing, and he's not out there every night, which is why it took me so long to catch on. One night, I got out of my car after going to get dessert or something somewhere, out of a drive-thru or something, and I got out of my car, and the radio was on in there, like, loud, or it sounded like a TV or something, and the thing was, like, running, but nobody was in either of the seats, and I stood there for, like, five minutes, but all the curtains were drawn, so he was totally sleeping in that van, but he's not there all the time. So I don't know if he works the block, if he has like a – it's a lovely neighborhood. If I was going to be sleeping in a van, this is a great spot. I mean, I think I told you after college I lived you know, just south of there in the city. It was, I love the city. I, you know, yeah. it was, we, were, we were off of Hampton and right by Pueblo Solis, baby. That place That's where I am. I, I, we walked to Pueblo Solis. I'm at, um, so right across the street is the other place, Las Cantinas or something. Um, it wasn't there when I lived there because it was like 2002. Right, no, no. But now there's another Mexican restaurant there also. Pueblo Solis is still there. I'll but, still just uh, go to Pueblo Solis. So we're right down the there. street. We're right down the street. You know the snow cone stand that was across the street from totally. Pueblo Solis? Okay. Totally. I'm like two blocks behind that. Okay, so I was actually north of you. I was in January in Holly Hills. Yeah. I feel like I'm doxing myself right now. I'm not going to drop <laughs> my actual address. I almost told you my address. I, yeah, I, said, I know exactly oh, yeah. what your address is. Oh, yeah. With the blah, from blah, blah. that. Yeah. But I lived. Three blocks away from there. So, it was, so yeah. if you have a snow cone and you start wandering east, you may find my house. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah. We that? Talk- that's Princeton Heights, right? Uh, P- Princeton Heights is here in Southampton. I kind of get tagged. You know, in you're, you're in Princeton Heights. You're not in Southampton. You know, because I looked at a map. Southampton's on the other side of Watson. Eichelberger, dude. Al- Eichelberger was the cutoff on the map I saw. But I'm you not, might be you know, right. But you're south of Eichelberger. So no, I'm north of Eichelberger. Oh, you're north of Eichelberger? Oh, my God. Doxing. <laughs> so I was south of you. I mean, but, the uh, NSA already has a folder. I, hey, they never got back to me. I keep asking my NSA caseworker to find out how many McChickens I've eaten total as an adult. So let's take a digression here before I go back into the city mouse and, and, and country mouse. City analogy. mouse and country mouse. Let's talk about chicken sandwiches for a minute, can we? Because what the hell is going on in society with chicken sandwiches? I haven't been to any fast food in still? like forever. Still? What are you still talking about? Chicken sandwiches. Right. Right, right. So like KFC's got a new one. Like I, the last one I had was right, right when uh, – Popeyes came out with it, and it was it was good. It, I did not think it lived up to the hype. Uh, I got it. I got lucky and got it early one day, um, right when it broke, and then so I was able to wait out the the craziness afterwards because I had had it. And then when it, it, since it's been back though, I've had it several times because my mom lives right by one, and uh, and so if I'm going to or from her house and I see there's no line com- conveniently, I'll be like zip zip. It's worth it, even if I'm not hungry, and. I get the spicy. I don't even yeah, do of course sides. You get the spicy. Yeah, I get two of the spicy usually. I don't even yeah, no. fuck with anything else. I don't. Even I don't do sides at fast food. Their anymore. soda there sucks. So I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't ever get soda at fast food. And I haven't food. had soda since Saturday. You know, because I um. So I was telling the the squad I tested positive for COVID on Sunday. Yeah, it sucks. And so, but I really haven't had. You look any great. Sy- you look you. great. I really haven't had any symptoms at all. I maybe felt some fatigue for the first couple of days, but I've also haven't had caffeine since Saturday. Is that a COVID I, thing? Or is that no, just a choice? No, I just I just haven't gone out since I tested positive early Sunday morning. I didn't want to go to a drive thru and get my normal Diet Cokes and infect anybody. Oh, you don't keep three cases of it in your basement because No, you I've only been it? keeping twenty four cases of LaCroix, like we talked about. Yeah, I I, I, I have bricks of thirty packs of or thirty six packs of Diet Mountain Dew because 
there's Ew. no living. It's 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 look, it's poison. No, it's bad it. for your kidneys. It's bad for everybody. And the it's, artificial sweetener is bad for your brain. Look, I get it. <laughs> it's just an addiction at this point, and I can't no, drink coffee all day. And I had quit drinking Diet Coke until I started working at the place that I work at now. And when it got stressful, I gave myself permission to start drinking Diet Coke again. And then when COVID happened, I couldn't go into a restaurant or anything, so I would only. My one luxury has been Diet Coke, but I was getting like eight Diet Cokes a day. You should just like buy it at the grocery store if you're going to do that. Well, here's the thing. I should get it in cans from Sam's, but that's really the only way I'll like it. But then I go through ice like crazy. You got to get yourself an ice maker. It's an investment. Well, and that's the it. thing. I kind of asked for one for my birthday because it's a good... I, my brother-in-law got one for Christmas and I was so jealous when he opened it. I had gotten this lovely gift. You saw my sous vide. His yeah, I did. My, my I brother, did. that's a revelation. One twenty nine. Everyone says. Everyone says it is. I've 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 never been able to do I'll, it. I don't we'll get do it. it. As soon as as soon as it's safe to have you over, um, uh, I'll we'll do it because uh, we'll do that. We'll um we'll have some Lacroix in my basement and jam. <laughs> some sous vide, and we'll have a sous vide ribeye. Actually, I totally shout out to my friend Dan. Um, he lives uh about an hour and a half away from here, and. Uh, I totally had like a day at his house a couple of times, I think. And definitely once uh, I drove out there. It's only like 90 minutes to where he lives. And uh, we were jamming and playing guitars and talking about pedals and amps and stuff. There it is. The banquet, baby. Yes, girl. Whip it out, Alfred Ludwig. Yeah, my mini fridge is across the room from me. Which is gotta put it right part. by your computer. I gotta, gotta put move it, right it over there. here. I gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, just ha- you gotta have it scooting diff- distance. What am I going to do? When I have to pee, because I mean that's the most frequent disruptor. It is, it is, it is the Achilles' heel of my setup, in that I have to go downstairs. No, down, I do have a, a rickety set of attic stairs. To, yeah, to you have like the slave quarters. You got to <laughs> go up and down, like the like the. It's like the. the this sp- was the servant's bedroom, I think. It was the um, the staircase from Matilda. Do you remember Matilda? <laughs> and she's got I, like knives and shit and mops all over the place. <laughs> it is. It is. It is pretty gnarly. Um, my mom has fallen down and she's not allowed to come up here anymore because she's old and I love her and I don't want her to fall down my stairs. Mm-hmm. But um, it's 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 the Achilles heel. And if I had one choice of a thing I would do, I'd put a, I'd just put a bathroom like in that corner and, and then I would never have to leave the room. But what I really need is like a funnel with a long tube just that I can kind of while I'm still running through cyberspace. In 2077, we've all thought about it. I mean, anyone. I mean, what is the? How come that's not on on TV? One eight hundred. Buy this. I think if you really want it bad enough, you'll go ahead and make it yourself because it can't be you that think hard. There's to a, do. do you think there's an economy of guys making those themselves? But I, I, I want I, someone to sell me one that's like custom to my situation. <laughs> Maybe Jake, this is a thing that you could actually be an entrepreneur. That's on. not how I want to make my money. You do know a startup lawyer who could help you uh, set that up. If that's you. how I make my fortune, is it, 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 there have been stupider fortunes made? I promise you. If I make my fortune doing one eight hundred. <laughs> buy this piss funnel so you could sit at your desk and just piss all the Mountain Dew out of your body constantly. You just have a constant stream of Mountain Dew and piss. 
I actually wanted to... like a five gallon. Bu- okay, so let's talk about it. You think a five gallon bucket, but how am I going to pressurize it the right way so that the urine travels safely away from me and into the receptacle? You, you've got to have a whole home system at the end of the day because you know the, your goal at the end of the end of this endeavor is never to move, right? Like if you have to get up, you know, you, I did just get a really good it. chair. I got the um, this is a, a Lazy Boy Big and Tall collection. I got it like open box clearance or some shit on Hulu or something. I don't know where. I don't remember. A good chair is clear. Clear. So Honey, speaking of I lazy had a boy, terrible chair. I had a terrible chair until last week, and I had to put this thing together myself. But it's been so worth it because I haven't gotten out of it except so for to, I, except to pee. On this note, in a summer camp when I was fourteen, I won a design contest uh, by submitting as my design the super fat and lazy boy which i'm sure would be trademark infringement i wouldn't be able to pull it off but the idea was it had the mini fridge in it and it had it it was a, the, it was essentially a toilet it was it was a toilet that you know it with, with with you know there was a lot of other accoutrements there was actually an add-on pack for tread so you could move around in it. right um but but i i won this contest with 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 that i got i think i got a bottle of bubbles because it was that kind of thing but i won a thing on the basis of this discussion that we're having right now. And the whole point was, if you Here's have to thing, move... I don't want to shit in it. I don't want to shit in it. You, that's why you got to plug it into a, an, an outdoor system. Like, no, but uh, I don't want to shit in it. <laughs> anyway, well, you might, I don't want to sh- the... shit on something that I have to then be around. You, you might you might be the Call demographic me, guys, for the, in the basic chat, version. There's, there's people watching this. There's a chat stream here. Wait, this I, is call me thing? crazy. I I don't want to sh- shit on something that I still have to hang out next to. Uh, it, well, look, like it's the, why the, it's why you don't want to sleep in the bathroom. You you got to divide this into two different demographics here. Like, one how is, drunk do you have to be to sleep in the bathroom? W- one demographic is you that doesn't want to shit where he sits all the time and eats and do, does. The other demographic is people that. Don't care about that. And oh, what? my brother would be like that. My fucking brother. I should call him. He was so be like, no, dude, you put a you put a USB power strip in there, brother. You get like a bidet suction vac thing. This Bro, is what I'm talking about. It's really just like a ba- uh, um, it's like an airport bathroom into a shop vac is really all it is. If it has treads on it, why would you get up? I mean, if you do that into a shop vac, it would just suck all the waste away from your body. You can have a little hose in there to like rinse out your undercarriage, and then it'll just suck you dry. You got you got to have a local containment unit, but then ultimately there's got to be an apparatus where it can make a you know a, a drop off at, at some you know house receptacle. You know, what if we merged it with away. the Roomba technology? So here's the thing: so it's like a neoprene vacuum seal bag, like I use with my sous vide. <laughs> And the Roomba inside. comes out. And I gets could it? make one of these right now. So hear me out. You're my copyright lawyer. This is live on the air. Don't you steal this? <laughs> now, so think about this. So, you're in this chair, and your ass is in this thing. You could just wear like a poncho, like I'm wearing now, just to cover your front, because you're Donald Duckin' it on the bottom. Because you could. <laughs> of course chair. you are. Why and would so, you ever wear pants? So say you have solid waste you want to excuse from your body, then. This chair will uh, will rinse you off with like a little bidet system, like you just attach to a normal toilet. That's common stuff now. It's one hundred and fifty dollars, whatever it is, um, tushy or whatever. And then that is feeding like an air airplane bathroom into a big mouthpiece for basically a shop vac. 
And when the shop vac fills its bag with your waste that it sucked you dry from, it'll seal itself off and it'll drive itself like my Roomba does to its receiving receptacle. The technology exists. We need larger battery capacity. And Alfred, that's why they won't let us out of Afghanistan. Because we need <laughs> that cheap lithium ion. We, there's no way we can ever have this shop vac shit sucker chair that'll that'll keep you from ever having to get up for any fucking reason unless your Postmates delivery guy refuses to come in the house because it's going to suck you clean and it's going to drive itself to refill. I can picture the technology now. If I had a billion dollars and a and a farm, I would have all my engineer friends over here on retainer making this thing right now. This is where Wally went wrong. They they missed the toilet function. That should have been. I think it was in there. I think there was two clicks. But those... no one was Donald Ducking it. How is that possible? I mean, no, they... I think they had a flap in the back, and I think the chair would move forward and pull your flap with it, and they would just suck you right out your hole. <laughs> did we say I... that? <laughs> you did. It's a thing that <laughs> happened. You, you might be right. Like, like, uh, let's let's table let's table the Wally discussion. I, you, you, I think they, never really... I think they could. I'm just saying, if we went to the creators of that that universe, you know what I mean, those visionaries, and we challenged them on this, I guarantee you, they already have an answer. They've thought about it. They answered it for themselves. They're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, bro. It, it just sucked it right out of you. They they answered it for themselves so that they could believe in it and carry it forward. Yeah, you're probably right. The world building. I have a, on, on, I have a on... lovely picture on screen of you, um, so people know who we're talking to. Does uh, w- w- is it is it my firm website profile? Because that's the one you should use. I was ten years younger when it was taken. Yeah, no, that's the one. I was. I thought you were going to tell me not to use it. No, that's the one. If you're going to use one, that's the one. No, that was the first game. You look good. You look. I mean, exfoliated. Are you wearing makeup there? I was like 32 when that picture was taken. Good so God. It was great. It's a lovely tie. You know, it's 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 hard for white men to pull off green. It's it's uh, that tie gets me lots of. I well, still that have tie it. was part. It gave you just the right green. It's the light is just good. If the light was too yellow, maybe it wouldn't work. With, with, you got you got to wear it with the right suit. It doesn't work with like. Well, it kind of works with every suit, but you know, blue is better than black in this regard. Anyway. 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 So let's talk about your cyberpunk addiction. It's not an addiction. I'm just really, you know, I never spend money on games. For years, I told myself I'm not going to buy a console. I'm not going to uh, spend a bunch of money on gaming stuff because it's taking me away from music stuff, right? Well, now, now I, really, I really should not buy any more music stuff. I got to quit buying the music stuff. I have everything I need. I need to spend a little more time using it. But so when I got this new PC, I didn't want to just get this high powered graphics card and everything just for the live streaming even though that was my real motivation um because uh and my wife was getting her gaming set up also so i felt permission to get a good monitor like i'm using here it's life-changing it's like- just a really immersive experience and so the only problems i've had with cyberpunk have been just buggy stuff in the game and it really reminds me of a game that came out on playstation 2 when i was in middle school called enter the matrix it was a matrix video game that came out when the second or third movie came out and i remember them saying they really kind of rushed it out and because they rushed it out they hadn't finished polishing all of the mechanics of the physics of the environment and whatnot and you could tell like sometimes when you were driving or if you were jumping weird or something like really weird shit would happen that 
shouldn't happen, right? And so this game has some of that stuff. And some of it's gotten a lot better as I've been playing it. I hit 200 hours now, so I'm on my second playthrough. I really got to a place where I felt comfortable visiting my natural kind of ending to the storyline, but there's seven different endings. And so I've kind of done my natural playthrough, kind of done it the way that just felt good to me at the time. Like but now you I'm... being a cyberpunk character sure. as opposed sure. to playing a different person. Sure. So I started with the street kid uh, background story. It's interesting that that's, that's how you self-identify. Well, it was either Nomad or Street Kid or Corpo. And I yeah, I know. I'm not I started with Corpo. Shocking. Well, my okay, so my first playthrough was a white guy with a pink beard and green dreadlocks, and he had a real big dick. Like, that was a part of... <laughs> like, they, I went with the biggest circumcised dick they had, and it looks good. It's just that good pipe. You did, know you get, I mean? did you get the glitch where he was just walking around with his dick hanging out of his pants the whole time? Well, I know I got the glitch sometimes where he'll do a T-pose on top of the car completely naked while you're driving. Um, But here's the thing. The game is beautiful, even when the glitches are happening. Well, the, the background, is, I agree. I agree. I don't even have ray tracing. Even when you're driving and you accidentally go through a bridge, the cinematography that you, it's, it's happening live in front of you is crazy. The and environments so are fun. really dense. Like and the, I really love the combat. The combat's not quite as accelerated as as it could be. It's it's a little more RPG than it is fast-paced. Like, But it's it's pretty good. You get used to it. I have a lot of fun with it. I haven't. I have about an hour into the game right now. Um, oh my god! The tutorial phase is two hours. I got. I got. I got through the VR tutorial, and to where it starts to let you do missions. Like I, it took no, me about an hour. No, but there's a whole like the part you're in um, is like a prelude. It's a prologue. So, well, I did all the parts where like the you know his corporal life got left behind, and then he became a street you know guy, whatever, and you know that went through the the mission on rails at the beginning went through the vr training you know and i'm now in free roam so i don't think i mean maybe maybe the mission tree you're, not, are, in free, I, you're not in total free roam yet no no i can't I, I can't leave the zone but because yeah you're still in the um prologue it, it gets oh my god so i just kind of finished that part for the second time and that's the reason i wanted to play through again so my second playthrough had been a uh a, a, a black female corpo and uh, a version of V, and uh, I love her. She's great. I really am enjoying that experience. And I'm playing now with this understanding of the game and its context in a way that I, I can appreciate the beginning a lot more, and I'm making opposite choices that I made the first time on purpose to access a different ending. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, I'm still in the playing my natural playthrough like because I'm an hour in, but, but it's so fun. It's so fun. All just all it's the my first playthrough. Stuff. I just yeah, yeah, I just do what I do what I would do, and then I think the replay is like, all right, let's go off and do something. I imagine I will. What's the one that's like a a, a nomad, right? Like that's yeah. the that's probably, probably what my second playthrough would be because I, I feel like Corpo and Street Kid probably have more in common, but maybe well, I'm wrong, and there's but. a lot of similarities in the core story anyway, but the backstory, um is you know the first probably 30 minutes of the the playthrough and um uh and whatnot it's a yeah it's a really good time so again uh i only would recommend it if you're on a kind of faster pc like you and i are on right um so i know like my council buddies i don't know if you had like a ps5 I've got Maybe. a Series X. I would I would try it on a Series X. Oh yeah, that probably be good. But my One S, forget about it. No, don't even don't even go there. It's not what that that machine is not for this game. And so this is and that was the first. I kind of bought that game in order to test out 
kind of my PC. Like it was the first game I kind of launched on here, and um, and it's been great because my my computer handles are great. The game never crashes on me ever. It's maybe once ever. I, I haven't had any of the tragic, like really awful experiences, and I'm running. I didn't even put it on my new laptop that I got because it was on some crazy sale, which does have a 2070. I'm playing on a 980 Ti, <clears throat> but my 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 old computer does have 32, uh, so it wasn't like a slouch to begin with. Uh, and it, 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 it I had to turn the settings down a little bit. It's not ray tracing, and you know, but I tried it on 4K. It was too much for it. it I had to, I had to go to back to 1080. Yeah, I really can't tell. Um, I have some performance uh, indicators up while I'm doing it um, for the stream and whatnot. I keep track of my uh, frames per second and whatnot. Um, especially because you know I bought this this you know one millisecond monitor or whatever you know that. that, that oh, you thing. got you you got a real 4K monitor. <laughs> yeah, 144 hertz. I got a two hundred and fifty dollar four K monitor. So yeah, this was um this was not expensive. This was um maybe that. Really? That's not bad. I got mine like a year ago. So you know, I I, I think I got zero percent twelve month on my Amazon card or some shit. It's an LG. I That's like how it. they get you. That's how they get you. What? Zero percent twelve months. Like oh, it's free. I'll oh, it's totally free. Whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And oh shit, I got a bill. God. Oh damn. god, I got a. <laughs> Can't cancel the Postmates. Uh, Meanwhile, now you're a homeowner, so now you're gonna you're gonna get the magnitude of real expenses versus the piddly little gaming shit. That you're I, you know what? I do have to buy a washer like right now. It's it's washer. It's that's that's not not gonna kill you. You you'll you'll get through that. It's um, I just, my advice I, is either go basic or go big. Like the in between, there's kind of no point. Yeah, I would just fix my washer, but it could be the motor. I even took the whole thing apart myself with my buddy, who's a who's a mechanic on those things, um, a repairman. Uh, he uh, kind of walked me through exactly how to take it apart and whatnot, and um, we, you know, troubleshooted it, troubleshot it, troubleshot, troubleshooted it. <laughs> um, in, in in all seriousness, that's not even. I'm talking about structural shit. Like when, like, why is there water on the floor of my basement? God damn it! Like I had to have that water on New Year's, New Year's, the day after New Year's Day. My, the house I kind of grew up in was like that. It was like there was a constant stream in the basement. Uh, if well, I found was... out apparently one of the pipes from my sump doesn't exist anymore. So the water that goes into that hole just kind of goes into the ground, and maybe it'll drain. Maybe it won't. To fix it, I don't know. Fourteen grand. Maybe, because uh, it's like eight feet underground. It's well, it runs under the fucking chimney because I guess they did it before they put the chimney down. Because my house was built in eighteen ninety one, so I don't know when they put shit to here. But bottom line is, I'm not fixing that. <laughs> it's just gonna. Sometimes there will be water there, I guess, and it's it's okay because it's not a finished basement, and it'll it will live with it. Um, and most of the sewage, like all the toilet stuff, is on the other side of that break, whatever that break is. So it's not like coming back into there. So that fascinating, fascinating. Right. But that's that, that's just that's an everyday thing. You, you'll you're gonna find this out. You're you're one of us now, dude. You'd be so proud of me. I had the whole bitch apart. I took the 
the front of it off. You had to go up under it with a putty knife and snap these two things off. And then you had to go and undo the top thing, but not all the way because you couldn't undo the cables because you would rip the magnet off and it would never know if it was open or closed again. So you had to prop that up on something. Then I had to undo all the clips all around the the ring on top of the two tubs that holds the two tubs together. And then, because you know you have your inner tub where you put the clothes. And yeah. Then that, and then there's an outer tub that holds all the water. This all sounds like a punishment to me. Oh my god, it was fascinating. It's only I, mean, I could only is. do it because I've I've been stuck in my house. That's the only right. reason I had the patience. Is I have also you of, don't have kids. <laughs> I also don't have my own children. No, just, somebody else's children. No, no, I don't. There's no children. Then I don't know why you need to qualify children with my own. Um, you know what? At work, that's a phrase we use all the time because we all have you know, our kids you, at work you, that we you work, do work with. as a custodian of children. That yeah, makes sense. Right. And so that's that just, context. Right. I clean the babies. And so, uh, that's the conversation is, is at work. We will say, you know, I don't have my own kids. So in this conversation, I'm thinking blah, blah, blah. And you know, you want to, cause you want to pull that experience in cause you want to make sure you're not doing something that's insensitive cause you're working really for families. You know what I mean? So that's just where that phrase comes from. Unless you're working against them, which I would imagine is some of the time. I mean, it feels like it sometimes. <laughs> Especially when we get yuppies like you that want to call up and, you know, and, oh, you know, my son should really be in the program. You, you sound like the jerky boys. Oh, my God. I love them. <laughs> Not oh, my God. Me. Whenever my uncle and I would drive somewhere, like on a road trip or whatever, and we would always listen to those. He had them on, like, cassettes. Like, yeah, absolutely. Were... That's how we did it back in the day, Jake. They're on um, they're on Spotify and shit now. Though, I'm, I'm sure they're on everything. Which is so great because, like, oh, my God. Um, I like the guy. Oh, it's so hard to remember. Uh, the guy that it's, buys the guy that buys the flooring that's all broken. It's it's been twenty five years since I've listened to the Jerky Boys. I, I got forty. Honest. I got forty bricks of tile here, and they're all busted. <laughs> I, I I was more a fan fan of Crank Yankers. Oh, I most, love that show. It was fucking great. If anyone ruined it for me, it was Eminem. Eminem was on Crank Yankers. Well, he did like a video with like he, they were in one of his videos, and he did like a cameo on the show or something. I, and I vaguely remember this. It just gets on my it. nerves when people come out of their lane and they just feel like they can do whatever they want because they're famous and they could just don't, intrude like on don't your put thing. Eminem in a corner. That's not just, fair. You know, like do you know do you baby? Yeah, I thought he was really funny in Funny People that Adam Sandler. Um, I haven't seen it. Movie with uh, who's the chubby guy? Yeah. From Pineapple Express. Uh I I you wait. It wasn't Jonah Hill. No, 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 the other one. Seth oh, Rogan. Seth Rogan, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Seth Rogan and uh Adam Sandler had this movie or about comedians, right? And uh and they're at this party once or whatever and Eminem is there and he has this like Eminem's going off on how this guy's totally washed up or whatever and it was like part of the movie, but it was so hilarious. And so that was cool. But I don't like when he just invades one of my favorite puppet shows on Comedy Central because he feels like he wants to crash the party. That's like Justin Timberlake on Saturday Night Live will just go on whenever he wants. I'm like, you don't work here, bro. In fairness, uh, Justin Timberlake 
Justin Timberlake can show up on this uh, show anytime he wants. If you walk in here right now, I'm saying if he's on Saturday Night Live, I'm more inclined to watch it than I would be in in a a vacuum. But I'm not even talking about as a musical guest, though. Like he'll just pop in. I know, I know. Like the like the whole uh, what was it? And trust me, I'd rather talk to Justin Timberlake than half the people they have working there because I don't really watch that show. But like, just I feel like that's been a thing for a long time, though. Even when. Uh, they, but SNL's always had that whole thing going on where there was like, and now there's like a whole gonna, cast of A-list celebrities that just take all the screen time well, like, away from Alec the up and coming Bal- comedians. That's Alec exactly Baldwin what I'm thinking. Is not, of. You're right, like he he hasn't been in a cast member ever. He just shows up. Because, I think he lives in that building or something. Uh, he certainly lives in New York. He's just like, ah, oh, fuck. I'll walk down the street and do Saturday Live again. I guess. Which you know, when you think about it, isn't a bad option if it's on your on your plate. I mean, I'm sure they pay him a couple grand every time he pops in. I think he does it just because it's like, what the fuck else am I doing? You know, it's like I I don't want to be on. I don't even know what the entertainment tonight of today is because I haven't watched TV in twenty years. No, but that's where his audience is. His audience is a sort of aging, educated, white, liberal demographic. It's my parents. Yeah, Alec Baldwin is like hip to my parents. Yeah. And in fairness, he was brilliant on 30 Rock. Jack Donaghy is one of the best characters ever written and yeah. one of my idols. He's done great stuff. That, and, you know, and he's also done a lot of cocaine. He's done a lot of verbal abuse to his daughter. That, on, that was where I was going. It was like, what, so, is it going to be featured on the thing. BuzzFeed? Both of those ver- things can be abuse. true. Both of those things can be true. There won't be a person that will that was alive at the time that won't say they were a fan of Bill Cosby. And, of course, we're, now you know he's a sex monster and he's in jail, as he should be. I probably would have shot him in the head. But I'm not in charge, and so um, we like, don't have time to get into to the delineation between where cancel culture is too far and where it's absolutely appropriate. I but I never. think we could. We I think we can all agree, Bill Cosby. We're 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 done here. Like, yes, I love the Cosby Show in the '80s. It was I. It was my the Huxtables were my, you know, the family that we aspired to be like. Bill Cosby was the warm fatherly figure we all loved and and wished our our dads were more like. Except, nah, <laughs> not at all, apparently. Yeah, and so what do you think that was? Do you think he was just that hypocritical? Or do you think he felt a duty to kind of play a certain role, even though he knew he wasn't that kind of guy behind closed doors? So why can't it be both? That's what I'm right? saying it is. I think it is both. But because apparently he was a real pain in the ass, he was really mean to Caucasian comedians behind the scenes that he worked he, with. I hear he was apparently a, a monster to his wife too. Like he was super. I can only mystery. imagine that poor woman. What she must have had to con- contest with this whole time is crazy. And um, uh, so you know, I'm glad we went there. Well, you know, we all, we all got to talk about Bill Cosby. But that's the thing point. that's so crazy is that both of those things are true at the same time. And it's also like there's times in my life where that's really convenient. Like I don't have to I don't have to put pressure on myself to pick a favorite band because I can make a playlist with both of them mixed together. You know what I mean? I don't have to pick. But like in situations like like that, like people get people have real people feel like they have to justify what Bill Cosby was later found out to have been doing. Uh, because they want to be a fan of the stuff he did before that. You know what I well, mean? I mean, I, I, I don't want to call out anyone by name, but I mean, someone we both play with this week had to justify the name of a song that they wrote because that per- the, 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 the band that it was based on was apparently in D.C. this week or the guy who wrote it or whatever. And it was like, no, I didn't know. I knew he was a shipper kind of, but not really. 
um, but don't hate the song because it features him. It's not like glorifying him. You know, these are things anybody can find themselves in. And I have all the sympathy for it in the world. And, you know, it, it's a complicated conversation around, you know, when is art unacceptable by because of the artist? I mean, does is the art necessarily more or less valuable because of the person who made it? And I think there are some cases where clearly the only reason that you like, the only reason art is, certain art is likable is because of the person behind it. But there's certain times where, you know, fucking Hitler could have done it, but it's still good goddamn art. Like, it's, it's, there's no way around it. And that's not in any way to say that Hitler is acceptable or that I like his art. Was his art any good? I've never seen it. I don't think it was. I've never seen any of it either. But uh, my, my point being, I was just Im- immediately picking out the worst person I could think of, Hitler, being the universal and obvious choice. There. Just because he was really an artist. So it could be. Well, he was. It could be misconstrued that we knew that when we're into it, brother. Well, that's that. Yeah, that's not what I meant to imply. Um, it, it, I'm, I'm talking in the abstract, which is never very illuminating, really. Uh, it, it, should, it should be avoided at all costs. Case in point. But yeah, you, you, can, you we, this, is, this is, like I said, this is a rabbit hole about cancel culture, you know, and I, we go I, back to the country mouse on this city mouse. I was getting there. I was getting there. <laughs> Good. I want to make sure we didn't lose it. So, you know, it, 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 there, there's, there's, you, you, you got to think about the country mouse and, and the city mouse in terms of culture on the one hand and politics on the other. Right. And, and what I think is, always been there is culture and i grew up personally in platt county missouri you know it's not it wasn't the country how do you spell that p-l-a-t-t-e it's kansas city i lived in kansas city missouri which is big you know imagine if st louis was part of you know all of st louis county all of jefferson county and a big chunk of st charles county you know, out to like Warrington or you know, Warrington's Warren County, but out to like Wentzville. And that's I lived, not that's not Kansas City County. That's that's how Kansas City is. Kansas City crosses three counties: Jackson, Clay, and Platt. Oh, okay, and got air, it. The, so the airport would have been kind of where Wentzville is. So I lived on this side of Wentzville, and I bust out to Warrington to go to high school. If that makes sense as an analogy, it's far. It's fucking far. That's like and, that's for perspective. That's like thirty-five miles. Well, it, it was it was it was actually seventeen miles from my house to my high school. Okay, so I'm thinking round trip is what I was thinking. Right. Uh, I mean, it was it was legitimately seventeen miles via highway. You know, I drove past the airport, the entirety of the airport, the, the uh, both ways. And was but, it worth it? Was, it? No, it, I. I I don't want to talk shit on my high school, but I did not have a good experience there. You know, the the one thing I can say for it was there were some fantastic teachers and educators who really made it better. I have some friends who are lifelong friends who I wouldn't give up for the world, but they're very, very limited in number compared to the people that I would prefer never to see again. And I'll leave it at that. But, you know, that they, we, we, we had field parties. Kids would go out of school for hunting, belt buckles, gun racks, that kind of shit. In, in oh, the parking yeah. lot. And, and and so you know i there i was definitely like my my folks moved to platte county from they lived in queens and worked in manhattan until about a week before i was born and they moved to platte county so it was a huge culture shock for them they were not like integrated into that community at all so i really wasn't integrated in that community i had one foot in the city 
and one foot in, in, in the country. So, you know, the, those culture clash, that was a real thing for me growing up. It's a real thing for me now. It's a real thing being in Missouri in general, because yeah. we have Kansas City and St. Louis are great cities. They have a lot to offer. They're, they're shat on a lot by the rest of the country, but they are great places to live. They're great places to raise a family. They have a lot of amenities. And you go a half an hour outside of each one of them, and you're in, you know, fucking Dixie. I mean, it's the only way I can say yeah. it. It, it, it. And and the state is beautiful. There's a lot of wonderful things about the rural aspects of Missouri on a geographic basis. I, you know, I spent six years in fucking Kirksville. So, you know, I, I lived out in, you know, the sticks. Granted, it's a college town nominally, but... You know, especially in summers, it's not a college town. I mean, you got to be, you got to, you got to know how to talk to people that aren't like you if you're a city boy and you spend the summer in Kirksville. But the bottom line is, there's there's a whole cultural self reliance aspect to being in the country by for for logistic reasons and you know real mechanical reasons, like because no one's around to help you and you can't just call you know whatever service person you need to come fix your shit. You got to be you got to be self-reliant and that's that's a highly and and fundamentally valued aspect of being someone from a rural area is self-reliance and 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 self-governance and sort of the, you know, the the this idea true or not that i don't need anybody and nobody should have to need me we're not necessarily in this together my neighbors and i are my church friends and i might be are but you know there's there's 50 of us there's 50 people in the world that matter and everybody else who tries to take some shit from me is just taking and that's that's a thing that, you know, it's easy to get into a mode of thinking about if you're in the country. And if you're in the city, you can't fucking think that way because there's too many goddamn people around you. And if you want to be self-reliant and you want to do whatever you want to do, you're going to get shut the fuck down really fast living in a city. You got to learn to live with people who aren't like you, don't see like you, who don't necessarily, you know, care about what you care about and, and, and you know, who you're going to step on if you don't care about what they don't care about. So you got to, you know, there's, there's, it's a fundamentally different value system. You want to be in the country and like, you know, hate people who don't look like you, you're never going to see them. So it's not like you have to interact with them and you can do that freely. And everyone around you is going to be like, they're okay. Cause they look like me or whatever. And it's just never going to be a real thing for you in day-to-day -day life. But you can't do that in a city. And, you know, St. Louis and Kansas City in this regard are tiny cities. You live in Chicago, you live in New York, you know, Toronto, you're, you're going to, you're going to, see people from all over the world you know with different backgrounds and, and you, all over the world you can't be you can't just be like everybody's gotta be like me you just can't it's it's physically not gonna happen so living in a place where you never experience this difference and you don't have either a need to support others and see how your contributions are vital to you know the system continuing to function and also don't benefit at least in your own eyes from that system functioning it's yeah. easy to say I, I i don't need anybody and i'm not when when you're asking for me to give you're just taking my shit and so it's an understandable worldview translate that to politics so if you look at the elections pre barack obama look at the 2002 georgia senate elections versus the map on the senate elections we had this week Okay, and forgive me. I was a child. I was there, but I need you to walk me through it. I am going to walk you through it. So I don't. I wish I had the picture. I would. I would put it on the screen. But Georgia. I can try to find it while you're talking. The Georgia Senate election in 2002, where Demo the last time a Democrat won, the 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 map was mostly blue with some very rural islands of red, and 
the next time a Democrat won, it was a sea of red with the cities, just like you see everywhere else right now. But that wasn't the case in 2002. It wasn't the case before that because our politics yet hadn't yet achieved this rural urban divide. Are we talking between... about the uh, gubernatorial election? I'm talking about the senatorial elections. I'm talking about John Ossoff and um, Raphael. No, I'm talking about in 2002. I'm talking about the senatorial election. I got it. I got that. So, you know, I don't know if you can flash it on Gambus and, and Cleveland. Uh, that sounds right. Max and Saxby. Uh, I, I thought Cleveland lost, though. Right. No, it looks well, like that. It looks like 52 to 50 to 45. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of the last time a Democrat won, and I, I, I thought it was a different. It wasn't Zell Miller. Like you jumped to 2008? No, nah, it was before that. Maybe it was in the 90s. Fuck, I 96? don't remember. 96? Maybe it was 96. Not Cleveland won in 96. Right. And this is a guy who had one limb left after having the other three blown off. And in 2002, they demonized him as being a socialist anti-patriot because he... Wait, did he really not have any limbs? He really... He was a, a war veteran who was, you know, basically maimed. And the Republicans demonized him as not being patriotic enough in 2002 which is why he fucking lost this was this was when this was the height of the iraq war tension in 2002 when the five of us in this country who said guys this is a terrible fucking idea we're told to get the fuck out of this country what's wrong with you you don't like it get out you're not patriotic you're you're an arm yeah holy god what a hero yeah right 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 and and was demonized by the right wing as not being patriotic because because wow. uh, reasons i don't think because he, he wanted poor brown people to have health care or some yeah, shit. yeah pretty much yeah because he gave what a is shit that about, about? what is that shit. about i know i know poor white families who socially are anti medicare for all when they are the first people i can think of that would be kind of in need of that kind of a program you know what i mean like what is the is it really do you think really that's the vision is that they don't want their fake tax dollars? they get eight grand back a year because they got nine kids but they're they think their tax dollars are going to poor people that don't want to work come back to what i just said about the rural urban cultural divide right that's what i'm asking that is it i i i'm as someone who lived this who grew up with it who spent you know six the first six years of my adult life living in Adair County, Missouri, and 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 never never bought into it, but walked among, lived with, you know, worked beside, partied with these people, people who did and grew up next to it. You know, there is this idea that I don't need shit from anybody. I'm my own man. I'm an island. I'll stand on my own two feet. I'll grow my food. I, I, I'm self-reliant. I'm the quintessential American you know, don't need help from anybody. Um, and anyone who needs help is is a leech on me and on society, but most importantly me, because I don't want to have to give for someone else who's not willing to do what they need to do. And you know, so not- my problem is, aren't a lot of those people also kind of an Uncle Eddie figure where they're kind of a totally capable kind of otherwise dunce that kind of maybe I know people that have like been unemployed for like decades because they they have one very specific job they do and they kind of can't do any other kind of job for some reason. Well, can't or won't, but whatever. I mean, so what? I mean, does society really suffer if we give those people, uh, you know, a small amount to eat and have a roof over their head? 
mean, just, it doesn't I have bother more, me. I have more shit than I need. Okay, like if if I had to have slightly less shit I don't need, so somebody else could fucking eat, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, I think it was Oliver Wendell Holmes. I'm probably misattributing this quote, um, but you know, who said something along the lines of, you know, why do you don't you hate paying taxes? Like, no, I don't mind paying taxes. With taxes, I buy civilization. I mean, it's true. You know, with without contributing to something greater than ourselves, we 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 don't have the opportunity to have the things we have. No man is self-made. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a very good line about this, about how, the, the, how there is no you, such thing as a self-made. You mean Governor man. Schwarzenegger? Governor Schwarzenegger. I mean the fucking Terminator. That's who I mean. But I mean, he's you know this is an ex. He's ostensibly still a Republican, but I don't think he probably is anymore. But this is a guy who you know espoused all of the right right wing values, you know was but was you know more tolerant than the worst parts of his party. But you know who has compassion for other people, who gives a shit about how people you know live and and, and realizes that you know taking everything and giving it to the most wealthy because we've deemed them worthy because they already have a bunch of shit is not a way to raise a society. And, and, you know, God forbid you suggest that maybe those who have more contribute more. You're a fucking communist. I, that's just, it's, it's, it's nonsense. It's, it's, it's what's wrong with this country. It's, it's that knee jerk reaction to a collective, you know, sort of con contribution that we're asked to give and, and the, the rejection that I, I'm not going to fucking help. Like that's that's the most American value is fuck you don't take my shit, and you know not all of us share it, but it's it's easy to fall into that trap, and I think much of cultural rural America isn't it's not fuck you don't take my shit, but it's I don't need anybody. And do you feel like the uh, the elitist establishment sort of festers that agitation, so we fight with each other and we don't pay attention to all their resource hoarding? I mean, why would you ask a question you already know the answer to? Because I need you to right. teach my audience. You're my expert. <laughs> I mean, that, that was the most, you know, it's what we call in, in law a leading question. <laughs> would you object if I did that in the courtroom? <laughs> only, if, only if I wasn't a hostile witness at the time. Only, only if you weren't questioning a hostile witness. But if, if, you, if you were on direct, I absolutely would. That's funny. And I'm not a litigator. <laughs> I've never been. I've, <laughs> I've never questioned a witness in court. You're laughing like mockingly, but like anyone. Well, it was just funny how you that. laughed when you. It was just funny how you laughed when you said that. I thought it was totally funny. I thought the laugh was appropriate. It's mockery it just, either way. Because I do that. Because I do that thing. Like you know, because the economy. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> in this economy, <laughs> forget about it. Forget about it. So, Alfred. Jacob, take me back to the mouse. Well, so, were we done with the mouse? Well, no. I mean, th those are the two fundamental points. Is you know, this cultural divide has always existed to some degree, and the political divide is somewhat new. It wasn't you know, Democrats and Republicans were much more evenly distributed between urban and rural locations. Uh, this as recently as twenty years ago, and for some reason now there has been this absolute separation between the cities and everyone else. And guess what? The cities have more people. So we're always going to have the numbers in the cities and in the, in, in the, the democratic party on a nationwide basis is always going to significantly outpunch the Republican party. 
you know, even in lower turnout elections, you know, 2016, that was true. Like more people voted for Democrats, for president, for Congress, for, for, for the House of Representatives, for Senate, than, than voted for Republicans. More people voted for Democrats in state houses than they voted for Republicans. But those people are so unevenly distributed that the Republicans have set up a system that favors their now rural constituency to such a degree that we are essentially a minority rural country. We talked about this on the last podcast, you know, that, that we have these minority rural institutions based on the outsized punch that rural jurisdictions have in our representative government. And that's not a situation that can sustain itself. And what you're seeing, what yesterday was more than anything, Am I getting this wrong? It was yesterday, right? It wasn't. It was it two days ago. No, it was shit. the sixth. It was two days ago. Two days ago. What you saw two days ago was this this reaction of a population that's realizing it's outnumbered, and that it's only going to be more outnumbered as time goes on. And what I fear, and I'm afraid, I'm close to calling it a prediction that we're going to see is that you know Trump isn't going to be president. Nobody thinks that's going to happen at this point. What's going to happen is that there's going to be this continued, it's going to be a shrinking minority of the movement even that continues to hold on. You know, this QAnon, which is a fascinating sort of phenomenon in its own right, but this QAnon, you know, true believer core is is going to descend into increasingly extreme means of expressing its rage against the fact that it's not on top in society and it never will be on top. And what, what you're going to see here, I'm afraid is what, what they've seen in Sri Lanka. You know, this is crazy because this came up in my happy hour today. Also, I think I was prepping for this conversation because I wanted to talk about this is that I think some of the people that we saw in the news on Wednesday, you know, storming the Capitol with their, you know, their costumes and whatnot. um, I think some of those people are also probably, infatuated with the the QAnon kind of thing at the very least and this is the kind of deep internet kind of thread discussion of these leaks coming from one specific user on 4chan or some shit and well, there's it's been proven to be at least two users right oh great good i didn't know that and then um and the whole thing is that there's this like secret war against this elite Pedophile pedophiles, with, with, yeah, with, with the and Trump, all, Trump, all of a sudden he's a he's an he's a by day he's this shitty president and by night he's this holy warrior for the the traffic children or something and David Spade is wearing an ankle bracelet and can't leave his home or some shit. What is Where, all how that? Did David Spade get drunk. I swear to God, he is in this. He, there's a whole there was a whole thing that oh David Spade is wearing an ankle bracelet because. Probably because he has a bunch of DUIs, but I think they made it sound like because he was under house arrest because there's this whole they're secretly arresting all the elite pedophiles in Hollywood and Trump's at war for the real America. Well, I mean, what's more noble than fighting against a pedophile ring? Right? That's exactly like, the whole thing, right? If, if you wanted to paint yourself as like, here's the real reason we're saving the children. I mean, it's sort of it's an offshoot. Of what and I was the whole talking thing about is earlier. Trust the plan. Trust the plan. They keep saying that. And the whole thing is like, even if he gets out of office, he's really still doing it. And he's got a whole 3D dimensional chess. 5D thing, chess. 5D whatever. chess. 
Did you did you read the article? I know I posted it, but it, no. it, it's it's about the gamification of QAnon. Essentially, it, it was like oh, by a guy that. that wrote LARPs, like basically designed LARPs for people to like get through and you know solve. And how QAnon is like following that meme or following that the sort of rule and structure set, but also like breaking it in a way like you're you got to keep people like on track. And QAnon is like using it to direct people in ways that they'll find what they want to find in everything um, and ignore the shit that they don't want to see. But it's, it's fascinating because it's, it's clearly designed. Um, there are architects behind it and, and, and they captured lightning in a bottle with crazy people. And, 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 you know, but where all this leads at the end of the day is I, I fear it's very likely we're going to see government buildings. We're going to see more Oklahoma cities uh, bombed. We're going to see churches, schools bombed. You know, we're going to see sh more shootings that are politically motivated by crazy people who think that they're saving the children or standing up for Donald Trump or what they think is America, because this shit is not going away. You know, every, everywhere is now going to be the battlefield, you know, which is perhaps better than the you know darkest timeline of Donald Trump winning and, and, and creating a fascist state. Of, of of proud boys and and fucking boogaloo boys to, to to crush the minorities and the liberals but you know at the same time those those same brown shirts you know whether they're part of the establishment or they're part of this you know y'all qaeda insurgency they're not going anywhere and they've they've got a taste for blood now they 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 they're not going to have a fair fight they're not going to go toe to toe with the US military which would just absolutely fucking crush these people and any law enforcement agent agency that turned out like it turned out against Black Lives Matter with rooftop snipers and shit, these people would be fucking dead. They're not going to fight that fight because they're at least smart enough to know they can't win that. But they will fight it against children. They will fight it against, you know, religious institutions. They'll fight it against old people. They're fighting against soft targets, just like Al Qaeda does. Just like the terrorists that we shut our fucking country down in 2001 over and never really recovered from. You know, they're here. They're us. And we're going to hear from them in ways that we really haven't reckoned with yet. And I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's. So you, I mean, so you think it's it could get worse than just storming the Capitol? I think that was, uh, it, it was the first shot. In is that what, is what, that maybe what we should consider a good warning that they they are that kind of at least that much of a nuisance if at the very least? If we, if we don't recognize that as a willingness to do fucking anything they want to anyone that they think is on the other side of whatever war they think they're fighting your fucking head is up your ass they, they will do these are people who will have no regard for human life and, and, and will do whatever it is that they think will achieve their means and their ultimate goal is, is power death and destruction and so i totally agree with you but i think it's important for the audience that we kind of talk about uh, an example of why we know that, like why we have declassified evidence of why and how the establishment kind of at this point openly has gotten away with stuff like that. And, and that totally exemplifies their, their um, willingness to kind of go there. But what's a good example you think that's mainstream enough to cite? Well, I, you know, I can't speak to evidence about, you know, current movements and law enforcement participation in these. No, these... it doesn't have to be current. I'm just trying to think of like, well, I mean, it's history rhyming. Ultimately. I mean, we've seen this play out in other places. You've seen it play out in, you know, in the middle East 
over and over and over again. You've seen it, you know, and, and a lot of that was in, in destroyed and failed states. But we have to reckon with the fact that we're on the verge of being a failed state. You know, this this country does not work for most people in it. And there is a lot of desperation. There's a lot of, you know, there's a calcification of the elite class in this country that has, you know, ensconced in, in itself in walled communities that can't be touched. And there's a there's a big chunk of people, particularly in rural America, who have this self-reliant ethos that, you know, really resent the wealth and power that has been consolidated in the hands of a very few. And, you know, they're willing to take it out on those who are doing better than them, even though they're not probably the right targets. You know, they're a convenient target and they're certainly the soft targets. So it's the soft targets that we have to worry about. It's the churches, it's the schools, it's the average government workers, it's the symbols of the thing that they think is the oppressor. And they're wrongly guided and they're wrongly guided because they've been deliberately misled by, let's just call it what it is, the right wing media in this country and the, the apparatus of the state uh, and, and those who have not even the state, the state's not to blame, but a portion of the state and those who have captured the state who have pointed this weapon, much as Donald Trump did two days ago at the Capitol, at the liberals or, you know, immigrants or whatever, you know, the other, you know, to say it's not your fault that we've taken everything and you don't get any of it. It's those people's faults who we've also taken from, but fuck them, not us. You know, it's Mitch McConnell. It's fucking Ted Cruz. It's Josh goddamn Holly, that piece of shit. It's people like that that are really behind this, that are really responsible for it. And Josh Hawley is a great example of someone who is a total cynic, who has zero values and, and is willing to, you know, uh, use this angst, this, 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 this anger and frustration and suffering for his own personal gain, regardless of how many people are hurt or killed because of it. So what's He's, his motivation? Do you think to to power. go Josh Holly's power? It's always been his motivation. He's a, a fucking cynical, lazy, ladder climbing piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> that's that's all there is to it. He's 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 beneath contempt. And and the only thing he wants is to be the one in charge. And he doesn't give a shit who he hurts or so what, how so many what kind of power does he gain by? Uh, well, he wants by... to be president. He's, that's his goal. He, he is. He is. He is laser focused on b being elected the president in 2024. Twenty twenty four. You think that's that soon? His, absolutely. Absolutely. When he when he ran when he stopped teaching at my alma mater, who needs to fucking disavow him, or, or I will never give them another dime of my money. You gave them any money ever? Uh, <laughs> Don't tell me. I, I, not not that much that it, they're going to stop over me or do change their behavior over me, but uh. I, I don't think I'm alone in that. There, he's in a fucking embarrassment to Mizzou. Um, but when he quit doing that to, to be the AG for two years and didn't do fucking thing, promising he wasn't doing this to be a ladder climber, literally openly saying, I'm not doing this job to get to a higher that's, position. That's weird I because do this I don't job. think I would have accused him of that if he had already brought it up. Well, I mean, that was it. It was like preemptive, like, I'm going to tell you I'm not going to do precisely what I'm going to do. And yeah. he immediately ran for Senate, and he won because Missouri's a red state. But a lot of it was Jack, was Jack Danforth supporting him and pushing him and certain you know getting certain donors to come out and say, Josh, Holly's the guy. This kid's got a lot of promise. You know, he was a big, big law litigator uh, who basically, you know, his one contribution to legal scholarship was 
making it so that you know Hobby Lobby didn't have to fucking pay for birth control. Right. And nobody right. else did either. That was that was the case he worked on. As I, a young, that's where I know a, him from. Yeah. As a young bullshit associate, he probably fucking did discovery. He didn't try any fucking like. Yeah, maybe he did, but you know, I doubt yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know what those words mean, but that's talking big lawyer shit. I like that. But that, ben, then he became this, and then he became a professor of constitutional law, like he taught con law. That at motherfucker. Zoo. Well, and then in this week is has all these vapid protestations about, oh. <laughs> about you know about number one, like this is the venue where we get to overturn the election. Like, no, it fucking isn't. You know better than this. He knows better. And then you know he gets his Simon Simon and Schuster contract canceled, rightly. And complains about how it's a fucking violation of the First Amendment for a private actor to not want to do business with a piece of shit seditionist. He knows damn well that's bullshit. That's just the kind of shit that he does. He's a piece of so, shit. So, so you think he's laying a foundation to run on uh, the election was stolen from us in 2020. And so I want to be president in 2024 so we could take back the White House. For those of you listening and not on video, I'm nodding furiously because yeah. it's obviously what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's obviously been gunning for 2024 yeah. from day one. Everyone has called it. He's transparent. It's why he was the first one when Mitch McConnell was like, don't fucking do this, guys. It's going to go bad. This is bad for us. We can't do this. He was like, nope, I'm going to do it. And then Ted Cruz had to jump on the train because... God forbid somebody was bigger piece of shit than Ted Cruz. So he had to be just as big a piece of shit as Josh Hawley. But at the end of the day, it was all political posturing. But I don't think even he saw the capital invasion happening. And I don't think he saw how quickly and how how tarnished his brand would become by that. And so I, I, he miscalculated. You mean Josh, Harley. You mean Josh, Josh Hawley. Hawley. Yeah, I don't. I he, You know, he his speech, if you watched him talk, he's like, this is the venue where we get to overturn the elections. It's not by invading the Capitol. It's by doing something that's unconstitutional in the Senate. And that was his whole speech. It was like, don't be violent. Just let me rig the system. But, you know, either way, the, the result is the same in his view. And it's totally cynical. He knows better. He's a Yale and Stanford educated lawyer. He knows damn well what the Constitution says. He knows damn well what the Senate's role is. And all of this was just posturing. It was just to capture a piece of the base that I think he now actually has a better command of because Trump is fallen so far in the last two days that, that Hawley actually is probably in a better position to uh, take take the nomination in 24 if he captures, if the Trumpists win. There's going to be a civil war in the Republican Party in the next four years. And what does that mean, like uh, intellectually, culturally? Yeah. yeah, but I think, I think, frankly, Trump demonstrated they don't have the numbers without his people, and what his people liked was the hate and the suffering and the cruelty, and Holly will exploit that hate and suffering and cruelty. Whereas, you know, I think the more honest politicians, the Mitt Romneys, Mitt Romney is never going to be the nominee of the party anymore. Like, and and, and by Mitt Romney, I mean anyone not- like him. Because he's not like gross enough. Well, that's right. He he he's he's a fair, reasonable person, at least in moments. Whereas Trump and Holly, you know, Holly has zero principles. Will say whatever it is he thinks that the worst elements of his electorate want to hear, uh, and 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 Trump did it just because he was Trump, and that's why he was loved because he pissed the right people off. He hurt the right people, except he didn't. He hurt all the people. So that's her feel-good moment about U.S. politics right now. 
No, I'm just glad I figured the Holly thing out. You know what I mean? I hadn't been read into that. He is the worst of the worst. And he's dangerous because he's very smart. And he's dangerous! Hey, you know, I'm still going through puberty. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, no, that's good. Hey, thanks for phoning it in for me this week. I mean, this I, I, been... I, I literally did very informative and i didn't know you had all this pent up you really need to get some kind of a constructive hobby like just build a shed from <laughs> just whittle the wood yourself and then build a shed if that's what you need to do because yeah i didn't know you were harboring all of this i feel like miss cleo you should see me right now it sounds like you're caught because i just have a picture of you that says on the phone with al ludwig and uh i'm sitting here with my incense burning and just listen to you talk like i, I feel like miss cleo like you called 1-800 read my mind I, I think just... that those services offered this a very similar function back in the day where it was like, just let people you know talk about their problems. Like I'm listening. I'm here for you. And you're paying $3 a minute. We could take calls on this show. I think I, I you, you, you're the technology guy. You figure I'm, it out. You could probably just bring, I don't want to be into the, the zoom. I don't want to be the technology guy is the thing I need to get a technology guy. I can't have well, any kind of guy this week. I'm on quarantine. Is that why Joe is is not a participant today? Absolutely, I won't let him come what? over because he doesn't have a Zoom machine. He can't. He can't. He can't phone in. He felt awkward doing. He didn't want to. He felt like he would be a a burden or something. And I, and I told him to spend the time with his family or his girlfriend or something because I can't leave the house. So he has to gallivant on my behalf. I'm he's glad been all you gave over him, town. I'm glad you gave him permission. Yeah, he's been all over town. I told him, "Hey, go get yourself something nice, toots." Well, I miss him. I miss you, Joe. He's handsome too. So, should we end on a lighter note? Um, the twelve-year-old DJ ho that hosted a rave in the school bathroom—that yeah, kid's you, my hero, man. Did you get that photo I sent you? I, I, I did. I knew what it was when you sent it. We don't it's... deserve him, but he's the hero we need right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's the right. level of innovation. That's kind of what cyberpunk is about. It's about creating meaning. In this post kind of apocalypse, we've merged with technology environment. It, it, that's I, I wouldn't have tied those two things together, but there is probably a correlative factor between rave raver I mean, twelve year old kid he, in school bathroom. He and wants Cyberpunk to be a rave DJ, so he is going to do that where he knows to do it. He doesn't get to go out. He, there's no club open. He can't go to an open mic. Even all the mics are closed. He's in the bathroom. They got good acoustics. He's got a good Bluetooth speaker. He can hook up to his little Pioneer board here. He's got a Samsung laptop. He's working it. What What I want to know, because I was unable to view any video that showed one way or the other, but were there other kids in the bathroom when he was Well, I didn't DJ? see a video. That's, I, 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 this is the part I really am curious about. Like, was it a dance party rave in the school bathroom with this kid, this genius kid, who should probably win several awards. I mean, twelve. If you're twelve, you're like in sixth grade, seventh. I've grade, got a twelve-year-old son. He did not. He is not setting up raves in the school. What bathroom. grade is he in? He's in seventh grade. Okay, so seventh grade. Uh, you're not going. You're not dancing at a rave because you're not doing Molly at nine in the morning in junior high. Probably not. But you go and you like laugh and giggle because there's lights and music in the bathroom and you take a picture for your Snapchat, Snapgram. Absolutely. Instachat. Insta my, 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 my son goes to an all boys school. I'm sure they would have all been in the bathroom. It, it wouldn't matter. It's just, it, this is happening now. Yeah. I'd be in there taking pictures, laughing. 
you know so what I mean, I think for the talk. Somebody needs to answer this question. Was there a dance party or was it just this kid <laughs> having a rave with nobody there in the bathroom? And I'm not sure which is more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be our homework for next week. Who's your guest next week? Um, I, I think I want to have Caroline and Buddy back on, both of them uh, together for the, the full time. Um, and uh, now that we've got more of this Zoom technology kind of figured out as well. Well, whatever uh, you did to switch up the uh, feed here. I switched wonders. it to my, my PC. So I it, just kind of, I turned, I got frustrated thing. and I turned my Mac off completely. Cause I yeah, just, I think, it, I think I wouldn't fuck with the Mac down the road. I'm just going to, I'm just going to use the um, audio from the live feed. Cause uh, guys, it's guerrilla warfare out here. This is how we do it. I am, I am the operation right now. I was going to have my wife on just to yell at me about bringing COVID to the house. Because I got it from one guy. Oh, you know where you got it? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I don't go anywhere. I don't go anywhere. I mean, I was go it to somebody who came over or was it somebody you went to? No, I, I went to, you know, a music thing to work on something with some dudes. And then, you know, turns out two days later, one of them attested positive. But then I haven't really had any symptoms. So it's been really crazy. I've just been kind of tired, but I've also been off caffeine like we talked about just to recap. Yeah, that'll do it. So I don't for know. For those of you listening, just just tuning in, Jake is no longer on caffeine. Yeah. So it's been a journey. I've been trying to stay hydrated. You know what I mean? Um, and I also haven't been going spreading my germs to drive throughs or anything. So I've been eating different. I had some lovely barbecue from a local joint. Shout out Smoking Barrels Barbecue on Kings Highway. Not a sponsor. I would love a food sponsor. I would love for our first sponsorship to be a food. We keep talking about Lion's Choice. Uh, we haven't reached out to them. But you know what? They're very receptive. One time I complained on their app about a turkey and Swiss I ordered, and they gave me two free ones later. Like, they called me on the phone and were really nice about it. Well, I mean, you can't really say no to turkey and Swiss. No. No, you can't. So so next time, I would like to plug, uh, if you have me back, which yeah, I'm being presumptuous. Anytime. Anytime. But next time, with your permission, I would like I'd like to plug a, a product. I'm not going to do it tonight because I don't have it. But uh, is it like it, some, is it some kind of lube? It's not. It's actually a book that I didn't write. Oh, good. Yeah, so you I'll, also I'll you also up. name dropped a sweet article earlier that I'll try to pull to put in the in the thing. I didn't I'll, pull it up because I'm the only one dude. I'll post it to I'll your. I'll post it to yeah. Tweet it at me or this. some shit. No, I'll post it to the the Facebook feed on this. Oh great, that's it. a really good idea. Yeah, I'll be on a feed there. I'm gonna wrap this up real quick. If you want to hang for a sec, I'll hang. All right, guys, that's another episode of Jacob V Weekly. High five. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google, whatever. You can also find original music by Jacob V and Too Deep on all of your music platforms. New from both coming soon. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer. You can bang it. Exclusively on Bandcamp, you can find music from my old band, Battlestag. I love those guys, and that's kind of the only place that exists. You can follow me on Twitter at Malachi Envy, on Instagram at Jacob Allen V. I also curate monthly playlists since May. Um, I have one for each month on Spotify. Search for Jacob V's favorite songs, and you'll see all of them there. We did it. Be safe. <laughs>